Hey everyone, this is Thomas, your Dungeon Master, and I'm going to get right down to it. There is a non-profit organization that is directly providing relief to the citizens of Ukraine that needs all of our help. The nonprofit is called 4Peace.us and provides direct relief to the citizens and refugees of Ukraine, including providing medical supplies and helping evacuate those trying to leave. Please visit their website, 4Peace.us, that's F-O-R-P-E-A-C-E dot U-S, to see what impact your donation can bring. My wife and I know the person who runs this organization very well, and they have the supplies ready to be delivered, but need help providing transportation, and your donations can help make a lasting impact on these citizens in need. To help do our part, iCast Fireball will be contributing to a fundraiser, Hope for Ukraine 2022, where all the proceeds will go directly to 4peace.us. This fundraiser will take place on April 23rd, 2022, and if you're in the greater Utah area, you can come join us in Lehigh, Utah, where you can help put together hygiene kits during the day, or you can come to an improv show run by three members of ICAST Fireball, Jacob, Heather, and myself, in the evening. For those out of state, you can still help with the fundraiser by participating in the online auction that we have and watching our online improv show. The links for both the fundraiser and nonprofit are provided in the episode description, and we hope and pray that you take some time to help out wherever you can. If nothing else, please spread the word. Getting the word out for both the fundraiser and nonprofit means the world to us, and we appreciate anything you can do. Thank you so much for listening. God bless, and on to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Well, last time being just such a nice, calm, peaceful episode. Let's check in and see where our adventurers are. Last we left our adventurers, they had recently reunited Vargan with Rilia, and after receiving a reward of 5,000 gold, discovered that they had retained some of the power from Wisteria Vale. This translated to all of the characters leveling up to level 6. And getting in touch with Leos and him being very excited at their success and what that could mean for further involvement within the Harper organization. He led them almost outside of the Emerald Gate here when they took a hard right and pivoted to where the prisoner that had attacked them in the woods was. This creature was known as a Gith, and this race primarily resides on the astral plane, and why they attacked this group of adventurers, Leosin could not understand. Mal, being the only one that they seemed interested in, decided to communicate, and harnessing some sort of focus, maybe some sort of item that they had, seemed to awaken this creature back to this reality, or this plane of existence. Describing how disgusted this creature was with Malamara, um, and how she had taken what was rightfully theirs, Mal rushed from the room to speak with her patron, while Lance and Fleeple discussed mail fraud and the implications of it with the apparent two repeat criminals that were sages here at the Candlekeep. Malamara, screaming for air to her patron, was met with him face to face as he tossed her across the room, and in this tense confrontation, Ertu reminded her 
of why she came to him in the first place and why Ertu granted her this boon, this gift in the first place. And as Mal racked her brain to throw this weapon down to get rid of it, she instead held on to one thought and rushed back into the room and before anybody could react, impaled the gith where a silver thread detached from this body before it fell limp on the ground. And that is where we join our adventurers today. So Mal, Leosin is pulling you from this room. The sages are rushing to the body. One of them has its hands out and is trying to heal and mend some of the damage that you've done. But Leosin rushes all three of you out of the room as quickly as possible. Mal, you have the ringing in your ears, like, due to a flash grenade, just being moved by Lance, who, as Leosin lets go of you, Lance, you sort of grab her left arm and urge her onward, pull her back towards the Emerald Gate as, Mal, you drag this weapon, still mostly bandaged, but blood dripping, 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 as a trail of blood leads out of the towards the Emerald Gate. All of you are quickly ushered by Leosin out of the library into that massive common area where it's just cobblestone and is a massive courtyard with no trees, no brush, just a few buildings hugging the walls. As all of you are urged out, Leosin has taken a handkerchief out and is patting his face, patting his neck, and goes, Um, dear me, that was... Oh boy, um, I believe, oh my goodness, that was not great, not ideal, and he, as he has his hand to his temples now, he looks at you, Mal, you're hearing returning back to you, Malamara, what were you thinking? As that rage is slowly draining from her system, you can tell that her her complexion has gone much greener. She looks a lot more orc-like than she usually does. She throws Lance off of her shoulder with a shove. She holds onto the sword and she just goes, I remember the way out. And she leaves and walks back toward those emerald gates, leaving the three of them to do whatever they wish. And she's holding onto that sword and letting that rage slowly leave her system. Um, Leosin, we're going to need a uh, take five here. We need we need and a break. Um, could you give us like five minutes just to just to talk in on group and, and then we will get back with you momentarily. I can't give you l- much longer than five minutes. They're going to want an explanation on what happened. We'll still meet at the tavern and he points to the building inside the walls actually not out of the main gate as you recall there was a main gate to get into the 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 big walls but then the emerald gate which you have already passed through it's more of a door actually as it is solid emerald from top to bottom um you've already passed through that so he goes please meet me in the tavern over there five minutes yep take five thank you thank you He's patting his face and wringing his hands as he walks over there. Um, I am going to kind of usher Fleeple like, hey, you want to follow me kind of thing? And I'm going to run after Mal. 
and once I catch up with Malamara, I'm going to kind of not grab her, because apparently she does not like to be grabbed in this moment, but I'm going to be like, uh, Malamara, I need you to, to follow me. I need you to come this way. We have to talk. We have to talk right now. I know you're going through things, but we have to talk. Please follow me. Please, please, please. Numbly, she'll just grunt a affirmative response. Yeah, and as she grunts it, Lance, it actually comes out as a growl. I'm like, and takes you back a little. I will lead her off into like, because I assume in the courtyard there's still entrances like back into the library or like a storeroom. I'm just trying to find a space where we can be alone and talk. So they're actually, as I'm, this courtyard is so spacious, you could have privacy even as there are others in this courtyard area and no one could, and, but there's no place to sit and there's no place really to hide. Well, is there a way, like, there's no other, like, just a storage area that I'm finding? Because I, I want us to be out of any eyesight. And no, I mean, there are buildings, like the tavern, and there are a couple other buildings, but they all are populated with people coming in and out. Uh, there doesn't appear to be, so maybe you can go, like, behind, like to the walls of one of them. Like, even to the tavern if you wanted. But just a unique characteristic of this courtyard being just completely open and devoid of shrubbery, devoid of, like, a landscape other than the buildings that hug the wall. Okay, I will I will take or lead Malamara to the tavern, I guess, because that's where we're going to meet up anyway. And just as soon right. as we enter, just, like, whoever is behind the bar or something, just be like, Hey, we need room. Yes, we need a room, please. Room right now, please. Oh, sure, yeah, I can get you a room. And as you, as this individual, you turn around and there's a furbolg, actually, a female furbolg who has a very large pinkish-reddish nose. Uh, she's just cleaning a mug, and she goes, uh, will there be one room for all three of one, you? One, you? We just like? need one for now. One, one's good, one's good. How much yeah. is that? How much is that room? Oh, yes. Well, that one room, if you're just doing a basic one, that's just basic. Yep. Run you about seven silver. Probably. Cool. Here's one gold. Nine. Thank you so much. And I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Good room number. Thank you very much for your patronage. Okay. <laughs> and you have to come back as you grab the key from her. And she goes, Oh, yes. I forgot you in room 203. Three. Okay, Two, good for us. It's on the second floor. Thank you. Three, and I'll run up because I'll it's the third door on running the up. right. Nope, not listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> just running up, kind of ushering Malamara and Fleeple into a room. <laughs> and there are quite a few doors in this tavern, actually. Uh, some, it, as you're not really glancing about and taking the room in in general you don't gather what all the uses of it are but you just go you find room two or three open the door all of you go in there shut it lock the door there you are mal will slouch against one of the wall and just kind of slide down until she's sitting with the sword across her lap cool um malamara um what what just happened mal just stares blankly down at the sword still doing those trying to do those calming breaths and get that rage gone um but she doesn't respond she she just looks numbly at the sword i'm gonna look to fleeple and be like um 
I sit down on the floor, uh, kind of across from where she is, across the sword from her, and I am kind of fiddling with my fleece a little bit, trying to, you know, make sure I handle the situation delicately, and I begin by clearing my throat and just saying, Mal, I want to let you know first and foremost that I don't intend to blame you. I don't intend to punish you for what you have done. I don't want that to happen. You have stuff that has happened to you that we don't know about. We all have stuff that's happened to us that you don't know about. That's just how life works. Are, are you feeling frightened at all? Maybe by the implication of these creatures coming after us? I smirk a little, just kind of... <laughs> no. These things <laughs> are nothing to be afraid of. Still watching the sword. Are you feeling angry about what they've done to us? Maybe sorry that you got wrapped up in whatever this is, and she gestures with both of her hands to the sword, wipes some of the blood off of the bandages. Yes, um, Maramaro, what is this that we've been wrapped up in? Would you believe me if I said it was a gift? Because that's all I was ever told. It's a gift from my patron. Uh, those weird inky black things that I can do. Turns out making a pact with a demon has some side effects. Oh. oh. <laughs> I just look at Flevelin. Oh, uh, cool, 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 cool. Ah, I've, I've been told never to look a gift horse in the mouth, but maybe sometimes it's okay um, to do that. Look it right in the big old tusks and fangs. I am going to... Oh, gosh. Do I have any sort of alcohol left in my inventory that I stole from <laughs> stole from Bevan back in Greenest? Here, oh. knock at the door. I was wondering if you wanted a little bit of a drink since you vodka, ran vodka, away vodka. from my back. <laughs> oh, yes. A local drink for you all, of course. I'll get it for you now. Cheapest wine you have to, thank you. One moment. As the door slowly closes. <laughs> um... Malamara, um, if you wouldn't mind, and I'm going to, in this room, I assume there's a table or a end table or some kind of thing to put yes. things on, obviously. Yes. I'm going to slide that over to kind of the center of the room. I'd be like, would you mind um, putting your sword on the table, please? I will stand up, pick up the sword gingerly in my hands, and I'll walk over to the table and lay it on the table, still holding the hilt. And my hand is kind of shaking on the hilt. And I I can't let it go. You can tell that she, as much as she may want to, she just can't let go of it. Like, she can't have it out of her possession. That's okay. Um, Maramara, I'm going to unwrap this sword now. You can keep holding on to it. But I think it'd be wise that we all saw what we're dealing with here. And I will slowly unwrap the bindings on the sword that she's had since we've met her. Also, as a note, I didn't mention it last episode, but I would like to have pocketed the letter 
the mail fraud. So now I have not only opened mail and read it, but I have stolen it. Uh, <laughs> yes, eliminating a um, with trail. the gif handwriting on it. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. There's a lot going on, you know. As you start to unwrap the sword, the shape doesn't change as you unwrap it. Obviously, that would be ridiculous. But you start at the hilt and start to unwrap and unwrap. And as you do, you see this brilliant, beautiful, clear silver sword laying before you. And it doesn't look silver. It is silver. Cross guard is very beautifully done. All of the sword is beautifully done. And as you take off the bandage, which is blood-soaked, any remaining blood that is on the sword pools into a droplet and falls onto the table. Almost as if this sword cannot be marred. Malamara, um... You got this sword from your patron, a demon, is that correct? She quietly nods. You made a pact with a demon. Obviously, we have seen the effects of what you got out of it. May we ask, what is this demon expecting from you? Uh, Mal looks down at the now uncovered blade as it shines under the lights, the flickering candlelight of the room. And she, kind of ashamed, shakes her head and goes, I don't remember. All, all there is is magic and rage. As I'm looking down at the sword, I say to my friends I've wondered at times what all of us have in common aside from the fact that we all happened to be in one place at the same time but it seems that all of us I would imagine in some way or another are involved in things that are much bigger than us things that we don't understand and I look at the sword on the table I look at the symbol of Bahamut around my neck and I look over at Lance and just kind of glance at the scarf and I say, we are all in some way or another drowning in something that is more powerful than us. And I pull some of those writings of Bahamut out of my satchel and I open one of the scrolls and I begin to recount a story that I read in the scroll when I first found it. There was a man once who was at the top of a ravine with a river down at the bottom of it, and he was walking along, and as he did, he saw a man struggling in the waves below. And he thought to himself, I must go and help this man or else he might drown. And so he went as quick as he could down to the bottom because the rapids were great. He thought there was no chance that this man might be able to make it out by himself, but when he reached the bottom... The man was standing on the bank, as fine as could be. And so the would-be hero asked this man, How on earth did you make it out of that water? And he said, Well, I just pretended I was a cork. And when the water wanted me to go down, I went down. And when the water wanted me to go up, I went up. And that's how I got out. When you're drowning, 
it can be hard to let things happen as nature would have them happen. Sometimes we will have to go under, and it will be dark, and it will be frightening, but eventually the water will want us to go up, and that's when we can get out. It's just a matter of waiting for it to happen. Go with the flow. That's a much more succinct way of putting it, yes. No, I like, no, I wasn't, (laughs) Lance like looks embarrassed and he's like, I'm not, that wasn't a mocking comment, that was a a good way of visualizing that perspective. I liked it. Mal takes the the bandages that have been laid out on the table and carefully and methodically rewraps the sword as much as she can since now several of the bandages are missing near the, t- the top tip and she'll resheath it um, in the sheath underneath her cloak. Before she s- does that, Lance is going to actually open up his pack and he will take out random strips of black kind of wrapping almost, which you've seen Lance have on himself. He looks, if anyone recalls from episode one, Lance kind of looks like a hobo. And you've seen that with him opening this pack that he actually has more of these wrappings to make him look grungy and look disgusting. And I'm going to before she sheathes it, I'm going to wrap the spots that have not been covered and cover them with those. And just as I'm doing that, I'm just going to go, I've learned from experience that making something look wetless doesn't draw eyes to it. And I think that you, in your situation, don't want more prying eyes than there already are. Whatever you're going through, Malamara, we're here to support you. I know something of relationships with Lance just pauses like because Lance has always been very guarded he just says if you feel good about this relationship with this demon then we will support you in that but I also know something about being in a toxic relationship with someone of authority and I want you to know that if you want out of this we're here for you too I give him a a small smile of appreciation, both in his, for his words and for his actions, and in, in giving, a, in a way, a piece of himself to the sword uh, that obviously means so much to her. And so she'll resheathe it. Uh, well, um, I think that maybe just the two of you should go see Elias, and I think I'm, I, I just, I'll just stay here. And she'll shake her hands, kind of shake her shoulders to get rid of... She'll continue to say, get rid of the after effects of that. Uh, it might be better if it's only the two of you that go talk to Leos. And I think I'll just stay here. Tell him I'm not going to cause any trouble. Yes. Yes, when... Oh, 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 that reminds uh, me. Yes, you know, Malamara wanted to come, I've but she was just so slobbering drunk to be able to make it. I've got She's, uh, Yes, yes, exactly. Thank you. You and wish I, to get drunk, I say, <laughs> all right? Yes, <laughs> yes and here's one so. for you. Thank you. And for you. I will Thank take you. the cheap one. And Thank you. for you. Oh, the whole bottle. Wow. 
Yep, thank you. All right, you must be a great drinker. We'll probably oh. have a drinking game later. Maybe oh, you no. can join. <laughs> I'll keep my oh, eye out no, for no, you. No, no, she slowly no, no, no. touches her nose <laughs> and he points is, to you with a smirk. He is the greatest drinker I've ever met in my life. Ah, mm. oh, well... All right, the three of you. I'll see you all downstairs at some time. And she just is a very slow individual. And, like, she is slowly closing the door as she walks away. And as she closes the door, you hear this soft... Her soft feet just... Just really slow as she just walks down the stairs. Yes. Oh, Leosin, we wanted to bring her back, but she is she is down at the bottom of the barrel. She is just plastered. She's more plastered than a fresco in a church, and she is not going to do any damage to anybody because she just can't stand on her own feet right now. I I support I support that story. Uh, so you guys go uh, talk to Leosin. Do whatever you need in Candlekeep. I think I'm just going to stay here with this bottle. And I, I promise not to cause any more trouble. I mean, to be fair, we were planning on killing it too. We just... We're not... We, we needed a bad constable, and you just showed up and, and did it. And so... Um, <laughs> You were the baddest constable there was. You just killed the There it is. Dead. <laughs> Bring it back. Oh, man. So I, th- I, th- right. I think that went rather well. Well, leaving Malamar to her room, you meet Leosin downstairs. And as you describe her current situation, which is not too far from the truth, he goes, ah, well, yes, it's probably good that she lays low and... um doesn't leave. I, I think I can convince everybody to let her stay here in the hearth, um, but she regrettably probably will not be allowed back through the emerald doors, you know, because you know, the whole <laughs> killing thing. She's uh, not she a big just, reader, you know, so... Literally she, murdered somebody in front of my eyes. Um, I mean, murder is... Uh, it, I mean, that's a relative term. Uh, regardless, uh, we don't need to yes. dwell on that. Mm. I'll... Uh, speak to somebody. Well, no. I, regardless, uh, we wanted to catch up. We wanted to uh, d- d- discuss everything that's occurred, and I haven't even heard about other than the eggs. What happened in the uh, the caverns with the cult? The cult camp, right? Yes. The what? The caverns. The, the caverns. The caverns. In the, the in caverns. the caverns. Are, are you mocking me? The, no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, I assume that me and Fleeple will recap to him everything that went on and okay. You were ask him every- about yeah. We we've given him because when we got here, we gave him the poem that we deciphered from Mondath, talking about going over Resmir's head, about the dragon teeth, Resmir, the worm speaker, the holder of the mask, and I would assume we'd want to know: is there any progress on knowing of the cult or their intentions or their next steps? From these notes, I dare say you've actually given us new information that we didn't know before. See, we knew about Resmir. Resmir is an actual head, if you would uh, consider. If you were to view the cult, there's the head of the cult, but Resmir is just below that. They are one of the very higher-ups. And Mondath, also very influential in power, 
but still had a report and still was reporting to Resmir themselves. Who Resmir is, is... I haven't been able to identify who. I don't have any... I, I have never, never had them pointed out to me necessarily. Um, but they are in a position of worm speaker. That is the official title um, for someone in Resmir's authority. In the Cult of the Dragon, there are five worm speakers for the five chromatic dragons. Black, blue, red, white, green. All of them have their own worm speaker. And at this, Leosin gets a puzzled face, or a puzzled look, scrunches his eyebrows. However, this this reference to a mask, I regrettably have never heard of such a thing. I'm not sure what this is. Um, and why it would be referenced and there would be power behind it. So this is actually new information that you have brought me and those who also view it important to investigate the Call of the Dragon at this time. Um, one of those people you actually met and you impressed Rilia, Vargin's lover, which is why I wanted you to go forward and rescue Vargin. Uh, rescuing Vargin is going to have some ripple effects for within within my organization, but also outside of my organization as well. Uh, there are some people I'm working with. Well, I don't want to speak about it too much. They're, they're going to be arriving in a few days' time, and then I'll be able to make proper introductions at the time and um, with their permission, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, but this is excellent information that you've brought to me. Maybe this has to do with our... I mean, put two and two together. Worm speaker, holder of a mask. We have a box that has a worm with a mask on it. I'm just mm. saying. Mm. It's all coming together. I'm oh, sorry, what was that? What, 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 what were you speaking of? Yes, I, I, well, I have just a couple other things that I wanted to uh, make sure were brought up. One, yes, there, was, of course. there was a question of how Monbath saying how can we securely send the treasure without causing suspicion the other thing in particular uh, I don't know if we've talked about the teeth like the big nasty magical tooth thing that Monbath used to to transform herself and that she was planning on using these teeth to oust Resmir I have one of those teeth actually that I've never given or talked about to anyone. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. I forgot about that. <laughs> Did we not know that you had it? Well, he got I thought when you got it from... Yeah, you got it out of the treasure box, but I thought you told... I found it and there, I pocketed it, but I never, like... Well, I, I should say I never, like, gave it to Leosin or, like, talked about it with... Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe, like, you and Fleep will know, but, like, yeah, not, like... I have not revealed that we have one of those yet. Got and it. so you have you you don't reveal that you have it in your pocket right now, correct? Oh no, I do not. Just play long gone here. First. Yeah, we're gonna see. We're gonna see what's up. Leosin, when with teeth being brought up, he folds his hand and uh, onto the table. The cult of the dragon um, has had many objectives over the years, over the, the decades and uh, centuries. Even they've been around really since. Um, the fall of the dragon era. Once there was those to worship the dragons, the cult was formed. Some would call it a religion. Sometimes it gained um, uh, more. Uh, it would there'd be some eras or some ages where it was more prominent. But some of the main goals over the years 
have been to, as you are very well aware, to glorify dragons. The reason why this is, I started my research in the first place is the Court of the Dragon usually their main purpose or how they glorify dragons is actually by creating uh, necromatic dragons. They're called Dracoliches. And uh, the, these are dragons who are not alive or dead and they just live on. However, that has, ch- that has since changed, which I'm trying to convince others of my organization that it truly has changed, which, with your information that you've shared, and with the recruiter being so blatant with you, describing how they wish to bring Tiamat herself back to the material plane, that's 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 crucial to our argument. Going back to the teeth, however, they have very powerful magics to prolong the life of a dragon, and I fear as their objectives have changed from Dracoliches to Tiamat herself, so to have their methods and their research in glorifying dragons. And it seems to me, from what you've described about Mondath, that she was trying to glorify dragons by having her try to turn into one. I've never come across this magic before. This is just everything I'm trying to piece together as you have shared this information with me. It's... It's terrifying to think what they could do, and you'd say, was her transformation, was it a full dragon transformation? Was she continuing to transform during your encounter? I don't think that is so. Good uh, this is just question. me talking. Yeah, I don't, from what I remember of the battle, she wasn't like continually transforming, but maybe I'm totally off on that. And was no, worried about was... me dying while we were doing <laughs> No, she... <laughs> She was, um, she had one big transformation where she gained all of her abilities, but that was the end of her transformation. She was not a half dragon. She was like a half human dragon. She was like an abnormality. Mm hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah, not full dragon, like an abnormal, like, just, I don't know the word for it, but just not right. Um, aberration. Nothing I've ever seen before. Hmm? Aberration of sorts. Yes. Yeah. It was, yes. and it was just one transformation. Just stab it in the chest, and there she went. Right. Right. Well, I'm very grateful that you took care of her, and sounds like you've took care of everybody there, and completely uh, cut off that sect of the cult of the dragon. What to do with Resmir, I'm unsure, and I need to regroup with some of my other colleagues. And um, But if you ever come across any magic artifacts of that nature again, let me know so we can research, so we can bring it up, and we can share that information. We have powerful magic users that can research this sort of thing and really scrutinize it, if you will. Yes. And about this Resmir individual, one of the notes from Mondath in addressing Resmir said one of your kind do do we know anything about what that might imply is Resmir something more dangerous than just a person well because they were re- referencing i believe the dragon eggs it's concerning i'm unsure if Resmir has to have some sort of dra- draconic blood uh, that that could be quite a st- 
that could be a, a quite a big jump, though, because it, it could be that um, maybe that was more uh, their the fanaticism. You know, some people maybe totally they some some in the cult could shirk their previous race or their previous heritage and fully considering themselves a member of their chosen draconic line. You know, maybe she chose to worship the black dragons, and so that could be what Mondath is referring to. My suspicion is that they're more likely have some sort of black dragon blood inside of them. Dragonborn? Unsure. Half dragon? Maybe. Full dragon? Possible. Nothing is off the table here. Yes, I suppose it would probably be best if we just kind of expect the worst on this one. It's, it's put, you know, yes, absolutely, and um, if you expect the worst, you're not disappointed. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> well, there's, there's a story that I once heard of a man standing on a cliff, and he... <laughs> Never mind, never mind. Yes. Go oh, I've heard that story. Yes, yes, absolutely. Go good with story. the flow. Yes. Very yes. good story. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which, break for a moment. Ned, take an inspiration die for that story. Hey! Oh, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll note it in my heart because my inspiration is currently full. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leosin goes, I have to go to explain... What happened in the library? I know we're not done with our conversation, probably, and I'd like to meet up again in a few days when I have my colleagues here to see if any pointedly looks at you, Fleeple, if there's some extra help we can receive. But for the time being, I leave you. Quick note, I know you wanted to shop, and there are no shops on the premises at Candlekeep. However... And he points to one of the doors in the back. If you're willing to use, I wouldn't call it a courier service, I'd go through that door to try and do some shopping for yourself. We also need some things identified, things that we've been holding on to that we don't quite know what they do or their purpose. Mm. Um. Well, uh, you can actually ask um, uh, Marjorie at the counter there. Oh, heavens no. And sure enough, he points over to the fur bulg, uh, <laughs> who is talking to somebody at the bar who's just slovenly drunk and just like their head nodding continually. But you know that they're terribly drunk and not really paying attention to what she's saying. All right, All right. we'll see you in a couple of days then. Uh, yes, absolutely. I'll, I'll, tr- I'll try to check in before then. But in the meantime, rest up. You've, you've earned a few days rest uh, and maybe help Malamara through whatever she, she's going through. Lots and, of alcohol uh, I, will probably do it. Yep. Yes, yes. Uh, just not too much to where she goes into a blind rage, possibly. <laughs> no. <laughs> right? She's more of a sad drunk, really, than a rage drunk. Mm. When I've, That's know, good. Seen it. Uh, we need a sad drunk right now, I would say, from her <laughs> specifically, so she doesn't murder anybody else. Anyway, I'm going to go, and, um, good luck. Yeah, as soon as he's gone, uh, so we, uh, clarified that Mal and Fleeple do know about the tooth that Lance has? Yes. Yeah, yes, I would you... say yeah. Mal so, and Fleeple know. I don't think Lance would keep that a secret from them. But so, Lance is very pointedly chose to dance around and not mention that to uh, Leosin. Yeah, um, 
And Fleepo will just say to Lance, I'll I'll leave that decision up to you. You are the one who's hanging on to it. I uh, just, yeah. I just don't... I get the reason why we would, but I also... I don't know. I feel like having this in our back pocket might help us down the road if we encounter this cult again to not immediately be killed. I don't know. I just feel like it's something we should hold on to for a little bit. Well, I will trust your intuition. Thank you. Um, do you want to... Do you want do you want to go shopping with me? Sure. Yes. Yes. Let's I've got some things that uh might be useful that I've been potentially looking for. Um you don't seem incredibly keen on talking to Marjorie. I can take care of that if you want. Yeah. Uh she's a little Yeah. She's, um <laughs> she's a little but she's I have... a little cute, isn't she? I I know how intimidating it can be. Um, no, nope, that's try not. and approach that okay. kind of situation. That's not a thing. All right. Um, yes, I have this unusual parchment that we got so fetching long ago that <laughs> is apparently magical, but Thomas would never reveal to us what it was because none of us can identify. So good luck with that, <laughs> Thomas. And and I also have the, the kind of crossbow thing that we got from. Uh, what's this yeah. from the from the thing? And Malamara has a sword from there as well. And I have peppers. Or do I have peppers? I opened up a bag. Do I have those peppers still? No, those peppers, peppers? are gone. Why are those peppers gone? But the, what that doesn't make any narrative sense. <laughs> the the peppers it's only okay. were real in Renacor's mind. In Renacor's <laughs> mind. I hate peppers. <laughs> I wore reality around me. Okay. Was was Coab only real in Renacor's mind? It's true. <laughs> Renacor's been pulling the strings the whole time. Um, so Come yeah, those are the things people. I Come have. Back. Okay. Those are the things I have to identify. Oh, I also have a rock from the attackers. Um, magical rock. That's what Thomas said. We have a magical rock from the weird attackers. Okay. So, so my gift. Yeah. So right. I have a parchment that's magical. I have a rock that's apparently magical, and I have that weird crossbow thing to identify. All right, and uh, I'll just real quick see if Mal is awake, and uh, if she is, just ask if I can borrow that sword real quick. Not her sword. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the sword. golden sword. Yeah, not the silver sword. I, the golden sword. I will give him the. The magic gold longsword from inside of the book, and I will also give him fifty gold and ask him to look for incense for me. Incense, all right. Fifty gold pieces worth of incense for my. I wonder spell. what Valamara could need fifty gold worth of incense for. So also splitting splitting that five thousand between us, we each have one thousand six hundred and sixty six. Lance, you get 1,667. Unless you want to split the 66 cents between all of us. You know, I've got some money left over from that drinking game, so someone else can have that gold. I'll take the last gold, and you also still have 10 gold on loan that you never gave back to me. One that you paid a criminal for that, and I never promised that. 1,000. No, this is different. What was this one? It's 1,666. What was It's from the camp. Yeah. What do you mean? When we were when we were at the camp, and you're like, "Oh, uh, Kava, we're gonna go over here and chat because she owes me money," and you're like, "Give me ten, just oh, to like fake what I still right. have." Lance has ten gold pieces on loan. 
That's right. Yeah, you're not getting that back. Let's just do Fleeple. You want to go identify that with Marjorie, right? Yes, and in the interest of making sure we get it done in time. <laughs> Can we not yes. go through the Marjorie rumbling? <laughs> yeah, as much as I'd like to. I think we're going to hold off on that so it doesn't take the 50 minutes left. Oh, gosh. Um, so, first thing, the gold blade. This is known as a tax blade. The five little holes in the blade itself perfectly fit a gold coin in it and as an action you can fill all five uh holes with gold and then on your turn as a bonus action you can expend any one of those five to get a plus to your attack and damage for the next turn it's a one-time use though and as you do that the five gold disappears so it's a one-time use. Can you put more gold later, or is it just gone? Yes, you can. Yes, oh. you can. You can put. It just takes a full action to put the gold pieces in. Damn. And it's a long sword. It's a long sword. That's right. Paying for better rolls. That's interesting. There you go. Microtransactions. Pay to play. Come to D Pay to play. Microtransactions. <laughs> Pay to play. Oh no! What have I done? <laughs> D and D. What have I done? No. All right. What's the next thing, Fleeple? All right, next thing, we've got the crossbow. Crossbow, this is, for lack of a better term, a grapple shot. This can attach itself uh, to any wooden surface, and then it can carry one medium creature from where you currently stand up to that location. Fetch it, Batman, y'all. Yeah, I mean, I think Lance probably fits the Batman image the best. Sure does. Very, now, as a note, skinny, though, wispy Batman. <laughs> yeah, you can only shoot it at wooden objects. Yes. Is it? But you a, can like shoot a it heavy up to crossbow. Six... Is it a crossbow? A light crossbow? It is a two-handed crossbow. So a heavy. Because, yeah. So a, it's a heavy crossbow. It does not fire any bolts. It is strictly used for so the if, transportation of your. If I'm not proficient in heavy crossbows, I don't get like a proficiency stuff to it. Correct. Correct. It would just be your dexterity and the roll at that point, not your proficiency gotcha. bonus. Am I? Repeers. Yeah, and this can go up to 60 feet. All right, next let's look at the magic rock. Magic rock. The magic rock is interesting. Marjorie, uh, this one I will roleplay slightly. She goes, Ah, oh, well, this one's just interesting. It seems to be attuned to something not of this world. I'm getting some strong astral plane vibes from this item. It is essentially an attunement to the astral plane. So in whenever you do, uh, this is a common focus for people who do pl- planar travel. If you jump from plane to plane, you have, to attu- you have to have an item or something attuned to the plane that you want to go to. So you just can't, like, cast a spell and then pop up in any plane. You have to work to get an item from there from somebody, and then you can cast the spell. That's the focus for a particular spell, uh, the spell planar shift, I believe. Is that so can someone, plane shift. can planar someone shift. use plane this shift. rock and basically shift to us, or we can use it to shift somewhere else? Um, it, it would be you can shift somewhere else. Because you have to, that is the focus of the spell. Okay, next item. And then we got the magic paper. Magic paper. 
Ah, uh, well, this is a level one spell scroll. Hmm. For any particular spell? It's for wish. Oh, if only. Sure, it's level one. It's fine. It's a level one wish, though, so it's like... <laughs> kind of like it, almost like a pu- it's like, it's like a DoorDash thing. You can have something show up. <laughs> well, here's the problem. This is only half of the scroll. We're gonna need to go through an entire temple to find the second half. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Sneak Attack, everybody. There you go. Mm. Ooh, I can learn Plane Shift when I get seventh level spells. We can take the fight to the Gith. We derail the entire campaign to go yeah. on this side quest. Screw the dragons. We're going Gith. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is a comprehend language spell scroll. All right. Couple I will ago. give that to Leeple just because I don't do magic. So. All right. Anything else I can help you with, love? Uh, I think that about does it for these. I look over at the door that Leosin had indicated and I'm like, uh, what's beyond that door over there? Oh, yes. People go there if they want to get new items, but they don't want to leave because admission to Candlekeep is very exclusive. So that's why if you need to get an item, you can go through there. It is a little pricier than normal because it's I wouldn't call it a courier service, but something similar. But it at least gets you the items you need. All right. Well, that sounds like a plan to me. And I'm going to head on over there. I will head on over. As soon as I see Fleeple leave leave Marjorie, I will then join him. Excellent. And as you go over, uh, the door actually will not open, but there is a sign that says five gold pieces per person. Uh, of course. Well, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll pop in my five gold pieces for my admission. I will as there well. There you go. And as you do, you walk in. It's just a bare room, actually. It's just you and the four wooden walls around you. But then as you stand there for about five seconds, somebody goes, <coughs> yes, <coughs> sorry, sorry about that. Uh, just a moment. And a purple image uh, pops up in front of you. Yes, yes, oh, yes. How can I help you? How can I help you uh, all for uh, welcome to the illusory illusion, uh, the greatest magic shop out of Waterdeep itself. How may I assist you here? Ah, uh, well, I... I'm in need of something I can use to harvest some mistletoe. I think a magical sickle would be mighty nifty for that, if you've got anything of that variety. Oh, yes, very unique, very curious, but I'm sure we could come up something with that. Uh, yep, uh, we've got it right here, actually, yes. Hmm, what sort of sickle is it? Is it a moon sickle by any chance? From Tasha's Cauldron of Everything? So, real quick, Ned, do you need this sickle for the sprig in particular, or is this more like a role-playing thing? I can do the mistletoe without the sickle, uh, but this sickle is a pretty awesome sickle and would be really nice to have. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Well, we do have a uh, plus one moon sickle, if that is within your uh, desired price range. Is that what you were looking for in particular? I would go bonkers if I could get one of those. How much might this cost? 
Well, let me just look in the Dungeon Master's book here. Well, something like this rare, something that could um, boost you. Uh, I'd say um, we've got this for a nice, comfortable 2,500 gold pieces for you. Maybe I'll come back later for that. Oh, all right, about, absolutely. What about... Fleeple, what about, like, we trade something? Oh, like, yes, I... Like we have the magic scroll, or... Yes, also, are any of us going to use the tax blade? Because I don't use swords. I don't know if you'd be interested in using it. I don't... It. I'm proficient... I can use a long sword. It's just not very... Light. It doesn't really work with my setup. I know Malamara could, and I don't want to speak out of turn for her. I know she has her, obviously, as we've established over, you know, at least two episodes worth of story, uh, a special sword, but I'm not sure. Let me, I'll be right back, and I'm going to go run up to drunk Malamara. <laughs> Malamara, do you want a gold, do you want the gold sword? It does this, and it does this, that's really cool. Do you want that? I'd be into it if I used swords, but... Yeah. I just don't use long swords, so yeah, it doesn't really work with a dagger thing, you know, on the light weapon look. I mean, I kind of like to hang on to it for a half second, but also you're right. I have another sword. I can't use both swords at the same time, so dual wielding long swords. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what are we doing? Uh, Nama, do you want the sword or not? No, you can trade it. If that if it helps Fleeple get his sickle, we can trade it. Am I? We'll see. Okay, bye. Uh, good luck being drunk. I run down to the door. Ah, crap! I have to. Yeah, I was gonna say again. you gotta do. You gotta pay. That's true. That's gotta pay true. to play, man. I enter in. Okay, she is willing to part with it if it gives you your sickle. Uh, how much could we get if we were to trade in this sword? Oh, what was to do? It looks like it's broken. It's got holes in it. And I explain to him everything it does. Oh my, my goodness! Well, that sounds. Uh, I could take a look at it and uh, get you an exact price, but for the time being, I believe I could knock down the moonsickle price to, mm, if it does what you say it does, probably a good fifteen hundred gold pieces. Would that work? Did uh, Marjorie by any chance tell me what rarity the lux the uh, tax blade is? Hmm, does Identify do that? It tells you the whole thing, right? What does your Moonsickle do? So the Moonsickle is a plus one focus, adds plus one to attack rolls and damage rolls, and to the saving throw DCs of my spells. And in addition, whenever I cast a spell that restores hit points, I can roll a d4 and add the number to the amount of hit points restored. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, I just reread the spell. It says you can identify the properties of the item, and I would say, I would say properties would include rarity as well. So with that in mind, oh my goodness, well, with with an item like that, we could have quite a bit of currency here. It's it's quite a quite a rare item you have there. Well, like if you say it is what you what you say it is. I'm sure we could have sell it to uh, one of the local temples here in Waterdeep, actually. Um, uh, we could probably give you the moonsickle uh, with a full trade, actually. And maybe even a, maybe a little th- a little over that as well, I believe. 
That sounds like a fairly attractive offer to me, Lance. I don't know what you think. I think no one's going to use the sword, so I think you go for it. Let's do it. Absolutely. Well, uh, uh, if you wouldn't mind, and as he waves his hand, because he's not just a head, he's a full body purple, just like illusion in front of you. He uh, gestures with his right hand and all of a sudden uh, a plate appears, a disc. And goes, if you wouldn't mind placing the sword in there and um, uh, allowing me to examine it more thoroughly just to uh, make sure everything uh, that it actually is the sword and it hasn't deceived you or anything like that, I can set up a transaction with somebody here nearby and we can reimburse you quite handsomely for it. Booyah. And I put it on the plate. Oh, well, yes. uh, well um, I, uh, I will have the moonsicle to you once it's verified, of course. Uh, but I believe this would be uh, a worthwhile engagement for the two of us. Uh, that's just one of many items, I assume, I hope. I, uh, is there anything else I can assist you with? I guess depending on how much extra we get back from this, uh, if you have maybe an amulet I could wear that could increase my constitution a little bit, that would be swell. Oh, yes, yes, we do have those, of course. Yes, we do. Let me go and see how many we have in stock. Do you know the specific name, Ned, off the top of your head? Amulet of Health. Oh, it jumps to 19. Oh, my goodness. It jumps your health 19 Holy points. crap. So it increases your constitution to 19, which retroactively increases your hit points based on the new modifier. Well, I think it definitely will have to depend on how much excess you have there, but those are definitely not cheap. I mean, when you're an adventurer, you definitely want to know that you have the meat and muscle to go in, and uh, uh, don't mind me saying so, it seems that uh, I definitely understand why you yourself would like one. Uh, Just uh, taking a look at you here. Well, uh, I would say that one probably would have to go it's probably be way more, well, a lot more expensive than the moon sickle. Uh, probably closer to the um, 3,500 gold pieces range. But maybe we'll see how much excess we have from this tax blade, as you put it, and see where we can line up with. Um, do you know how much you have in your coffers that you would like to maybe supplement the cost if uh, it turns out we're not going to be able to get as much as we assume? Well, presently, I have the funds. I would, well, I'm going to hold on to 300 at least because I need to buy some diamonds for Revivify. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but oh, I, can, I can give those to you right now if you'd like. Oh, that would um, be great. Yes, being a... Absolute. And immediately the, the plate pops back up with $300 worth of diamonds. Nice. So that means that I have 1,823 gold that I could potentially offer to supplement the cost of the Amulet of Health. A substantial sum, of course. Excellent. Well, it seems that we are waiting on the, um, for me to investigate the tax blade and maybe set up a buyer here. So it seems that we have more business to attend to in the future, I believe. Wait, um, what about me? Uh, oh, of course. And, and you. <laughs> you uh, how, how can I help you? I was just wondering if you have any sort of two two things in mind. One, any sort of fancy daggers or short swords that could do a little bump extra in a battle or possibly a cloak of some sort that could offer additional benefits 
Hmm, I believe you're probably thinking of a cloak of displacement, maybe. Um, sure. One that would, uh, if. Ooh, yes, that would be quite good. Make it harder to hit you in battle. Would be nice. If cloak of displacement would allow other people to um, essentially roll with disadvantage until you're hit, and then the would be a normal attack until the next round when it got back to you. Every single yeah. round, it re-ups and reactivates. Yeah, I say that would be interesting, or again, daggers or, or short swords that do something special. Oh, yes, absolutely. We definitely have some daggers. We have some venomous daggers here. Da- venomous daggers as well. Uh, if you're looking for something in that range, but if, if you're looking for a cloak, that's also going to be a little bit pricier there. Um, mm-hmm. I believe, yes, that one is uh, quite rare, quite hard to get because you have to um, summon displace beasts and use them to create the cloak itself. Um, so that one's going to be uh, about 3,000 gold pieces for that item. But okay. uh, if you have anything else to trade, if this tax blade was a great, I believe, a great trade that we could have, we might be able to negotiate um, on the price a bit. I had this heavy crossbow that grapple shots. I don't know if I want to trade it yet, but that is an option. Oh, I see. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but if you're just looking for a few daggers, were you looking uh, just for the best of the best, or just what would you have something specific in mind? Um, just a dagger that, I don't know, a dagger like a poisonous dagger sounds interesting, or a dagger that could possibly drain the life out of something, and Um. maybe I can incorporate that life, um, just to, you know, Mm. if I'm wounded in battle, I can somehow transfer their health to myself. So he comes to you and goes, oh, yes, well, what we do have is, um, uh, these braces, actually, that, uh, do require attunement, so they are something specific you have to own in on, but uh, flying daggers, and uh, we could probably, it's actually a specialty here in Waterdeep that we um, have created, sort of a brand, if you will. Uh, those ones we have it for 1,500 gold pieces, actually. So you have the poison dagger and yes, the braces. Correct, yes. The poison dagger, correct me, Thomas. I have to apply the poison to it. That means I also have to probably have a good supply of poison. Correct. Mm-hmm. The bracers sound cool, but I have a short bow. True. And a short bow does more damage, but... Daggers are more chances to hit. That's true. I only yeah, get one shot with the short bow. Two. I get two throws with the daggers. And the, these bracers would allow you to, for one action, throw two daggers... Yes, correct. And then you can, you can still use your bonus action as well. So you, so you can do dagger, dagger, dagger. Dagger, dagger, dagger. A lot of shout-outs tonight. Okay, and how much is the poison dagger? Uh, the, the poisonous dagger, that would be um, just about just a thousand gold pieces. Actually, no, I overestimated that. That would be 500 gold pieces. Oh, wow. Okay. So 1,500 and the other one's 500. How much could any of that be brought down if I gave you the grapple shot? Um, I'm sure we could work something out, but um, I'd have to investigate it, of course, first. Um, okay. If it does what it is, I could probably exchange you directly for the Venom Dagger. I might do that, even though the grapple shot's cool. Fleeple, or Ned, do you think we need the grapple shot necessarily? Would you want to hold on to that just for a party value thing? Or am I good to trade that for the poison dagger and the bracers? 
I wouldn't be using it, uh, especially as a small creature. I don't know if a heavy crossbow is uh, particularly it's true. It's heavy. I totally beneficial yeah. to me. And I'm not proficient in heavy crossbows. Okay, I'm going to do that. Thank you, Ned. Thank All right. you for Excellent. So you want to buy the? You're exchanging. I want to get uh, both. Adam dagger. I want to get. And you're I want both. to get the, Yeah, the bracers and the poison dagger. And I want to see, because that total is 2,000, but I want to see if it can bump it down if I give them the grapple shot. Yep, sure thing. You'd bump it down to 1,500 with that. 1,500. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. And real quick, um, ass, or poison. I need poison. Oh, well, I don't sell that here. I would not Sweet. be caught dead with poison. <laughs> Why do you sell the fetching dagger? <laughs> well, he, he might be caught dead with poison and just not know it. <laughs> hey. Oh All right. Uh, I'll probably ask Leos, and they probably have some poisonous things. All probably. right. All right. I will take them. Uh, while this is happening, you also get the 50 gold pieces worth of incense for Malamara, for her mm-hmm. familiar as well, using her 50 gold pieces. So, Mal, you can mark that 50 off if you haven't already. Sure and is there any last minute things before we wrap up here tonight? I think that does it for me. Excellent. So with Malamara taking time to cool off and items being identified, things bought, and waiting to hear back about this legendary tax blade, we'll see what's in store for our adventurers next time on ICAST Fireball. Excellent. And the squishy He's the first. becomes the one with the second most hit points, hopefully. <laughs> oh, it was our first shopping episode we did, mixed with some great role-playing there. Well, we'll see what Leosin's contacts think of the three of you and what you've done for the Cult of the Dragon next. Not for the Cult of the Dragon, against the Cult of the Dragon next time on iCast Fireball. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We hope you've loved listening as much as we loved looking up all of the items that we wanted to buy and use our imaginary money to bump our characters up. Wherever you get your podcast from, please leave us a five-star review. It not only puts us in other people's recommended feeds, but it just lets us know that you like what we're doing and that we should keep going with our content. So thank you so much for doing that for us. If you want to leave something a little bit longer than a review... Go ahead and shoot us an email at iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, hear what games you're playing, hear what you're doing D&D related, and we're hoping to get word of this podcast out there and set this podcast on fire. Now, to get the most recent up-to-date content from all of us here, follow us on Instagram and Twitter with the handle iCastFireball20. There you can get possible sneak peeks of upcoming episodes, interesting insights from players in the Dungeon Master. Uh, For instance, where I got some of these magic items from, I actually borrowed some, and those will be credited on Instagram as well as in the credits of our episode here. But you'll get all of these behind-the-scenes shots of us making this incredibly fun world. As always, we have our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where Ned takes a turn as the Game Master and runs through many one-month adventures through either the Fate Accelerated system or 
the Avatar Legends tabletop system. Both are incredibly fun, very rich, and great role-playing uh, improvisation there, so go give them a chance and leave them a review as well. Before we sign off today, just wanted to give a shout out to everybody that supported us during February and March during our special trial phase, um, who reached, reached out to us through email. We had a ton of interactions through email, Instagram, and through our Kofi page, specifically Paul C., Deva, Dr. P, and Mikey, who all donated it to our Kofi page. Thank you, thank you so terribly much. Like Thomas said, we are incredibly grateful to all of you who reach out to us through our Kofi page. We've taken some time to analyze things critically, and based on the reception that we got in combination with the amount of resources that we have, we decided we're going to hold off on Patreon for a little bit. We're still excited about the possibility of bringing new content to you guys, and we do have some stuff that we're going to be coming out with in the near future to maybe wet the whistle yeah. a little bit to prime the pump mm -hmm. to a third metaphor that I can't think of right now. <laughs> so keep your eyes open for that. Uh, and again, just thanks so much for not only the Kofi donations, but for the awesome emails, the people who have expressed how much they love the show. It really butters our bread. That's There's the third metaphor that I was looking for. It butters <laughs> our bread to see you guys coming out with all the love and appreciation and helps us to keep going. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, thanks to all of you showing up, we had over 2,300 downloads for the month of March, I believe. And that was just absolutely mind-blowing. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And I'm real excited for the stuff that we've got planned. So stay tuned for some future new exciting tidbits that we have coming out. Secret secrets. Lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with all of your friends and fellow wacky adventurers. But until next time, I'm Thomas, your DM. And around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleetbook. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.